From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 465 for the week of July 5th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. <laughs> it's Old Yeller. Yes. Well, and, and I'm, I'm a lo- I'm, nobody's home, so these she's barking at me to let her out. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata Willie, and Michael Bowling. Coming up on Tuesday, our listener Lynn returns with a trip report from her Southern California vacation, and the Disneyland ladies discuss what to do with all those pictures, maps, tickets, and other souvenir-type stuff that you collect on your trip to Disneyland. But, but mostly photos of America. There you go. But right <laughs> now, it's time for this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Hope everyone had a festive fourth. We did. Good, good, good. We sp- it's crazy. Hey, hey, Michael. Speaking of old Yeller, uh-huh. one of my Facebook friends posted up today that she like I'm saw- not going to edit that out. What? No, I have to tell you this. <laughs> no, there was like old-, old Yeller dog food at Ralph. I know, but I'm going to edit out the bark. I mean, come on. Oh, oh the bark was <laughs> charming. Oh, it was. Okay. And now we've talked about it, so you can't edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> and besides, Michael's Actually, comment about Old Yeller was perfect. The bark was well-timed. <laughs> uh, so, couple things in housekeeping. Um, we've talked a couple times about the Park 55 Cafe, which is at the... Um, at the Sheraton, right? Sheraton Park. Mm-hmm. Uh and I thought it had opened already, and I thought it was replacing Molly's Kitchen. Um, well, that's not exactly the case. I, I walked to Disneyland the other day, and I walked past, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see what the heck is going on here. So what it looks like is the Park 55 Cafe, which is going to be the similar th- style as Molly, or, you know, similar you know, lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner cafe-type stuff as Molly Kitchen. Molly's Kitchen is actually going in the Overland Stage building. And uh, my assumption is once that is open, they'll close Molly's Kitchen. Um, And I think when we were there, Michael, uh, the guy taking us on the tour talked about that they were going to rework all the, the retail and the, like the Starbucks and things like that. And Molly's Kitchen is right next to that. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe they're going to, pull that into the retail or the convenience store or the Starbucks or something like that. So, but I mean that I, and I had emailed the guy about it when I saw park 55, he's like, Oh no, that's, that's what the new Molly's kitchen is going to be. And I'm like, "Mm, okay. But anyway, so that's, that's the story as far as I know it at this point. Um, also want to mention, I took art, um, not from, not from the museum. I thought you meant Um, lessons. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that too. <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows. <laughs> um, I have two coworkers named Art you can have. <laughs> no. I took the, the bus. I took the bus. 
And I had mentioned on a previous show that the routes have changed slightly. Well, not only have the routes changed, but also some of the stops have changed where they, where they stop. Oh. The, the particular, um, uh, cheap motel that I had stayed at this last week that shall remain nameless. Um, <laughs> the stop used to be next at the hotel, uh, to the left, to the, to the north, but now it's at the, ho- the to hotel to the south. So if I had not been, if I had tried to find it when I got on the, on the bus, I would have, yeah, I wouldn't have found it. But when they dropped me off, I, it's like, okay, that's where it is. So it's just, so just be careful and watch for, look for the markers for art. Speaking of art. Um, okay. So you, you all know what the art bus drop offs look like at the Disneyland resort. Yes. Right. Okay. So, you know, on the one side is, is the Toy Story lot or the Toy Story buses, you know, nice chained up where you can't, you can't cross. There's, there's, Stanchions, and you're, there's no danger of you running in front of a, a Toy Story bus. Right. However, on the the art side and the and the the hotel shuttle side is just big oversized green parking cones, mm-hmm. telling people not to cross. I witnessed at least thirty people crossing in front of art buses. In the 15 minutes, I was standing there waiting for my bus. People it, have a death wish. It was ridiculous. I mean, these buses are honking at people and, you know, they're dragging, pushing their strollers across. People, the cones are there for a reason. The, the yellow line in the, in the concrete is there for a reason. Do not cross a bus's path. That is crazy. It is crazy. It, it's, it's just like, okay. So, you're saving yourself a minute of going around, but risking being hit by a freaking art bus. Okay, I'm stepping off of my soapbox. Soapbox. Well, don't oh, step wait, off no. too too far. That's really no. important message. Yeah, it is. It's it. Yeah. I mean, people, come on. Um, you wouldn't. Hmm. We wouldn't cross harbor. Well, maybe they would. Never mind. Um, Something that I just noticed, and it's probably yeah, the Darwin doing. Yeah, I saw that. Somebody in the chat room said, <laughs> uh, "You know, we talk about the hamburger buns at at Disneyland, right? Being the the wheat dry buns. Well, I just noticed this last trip that the hot dog buns at Refreshment Corner are also wheat buns on their chili dogs. Is that, and I had, does that make them healthy? I don't know, but I had never <laughs> noticed that before. I, you know, I, and I remember, I think I had a chili dog a couple months ago in, when we we're down there in May and I didn't notice it. So I don't know if it's new or if I just never noticed anything before, but even with a ton of chili on it, it's still dry with those ding. Really? Ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're bad. They're just bad. And um, and so when you wrote your comment in City Hall to let them know what you thought, yeah, no, uh, I should have. Huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, no, I, I, I have a microphone. I don't need to. No, that's just, true. Uh, okay, one last one last housekeeping for my part. Maybe um, at this time of last year, we already had dates for Mickey's Halloween party at Disneyland Park, mm-hmm. and we do not have them yet. So keep watching the Diz this week. Because that's I, I'm ex, I'm I would think we'd be seeing something soon, uh, 
but as of this point, we haven't seen anything about Mickey's Halloween Party, so it's kind of kind of curious that we're already to the fifth because it was like the second of July last year that we heard. So I definitely watch watch the the Disney Parks blog and, and the Diz. We will have that information for you um, as to when tickets will go on sale. Good, because um, our I'm friends. Expe- I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting something this week, but okay. we, we were expecting something last week too. So. We, okay, have, we have a group I'm, of I'm, friends coming to Disneyland in October, and we need to let them know so they can plan their their travels. Yeah. Yo, um, I know we've already been getting questions about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last housekeeping. Welcome to our friends in Mixler listening to us live. If you want to listen live, we Yay. broadcast live every Sunday at 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, head to the show notes page or our Facebook page to find links to that. All right, I'm done. Anybody else have housekeeping? I got a bunch, so either you, you want me to go now or you want me to wait till the end. Uh, you may have one. <laughs> no, I have three. <laughs> you may use one now. And they're all pertinent. Pertinent? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> besides right. saying hi to, to CJ and Steve, who said hi to me in Mixler, um, and I can't get on and say hi back, so I'm just saying that. Anyway, um, first off, I kind of oopsed with my rapid fire oh, last week. Yes, you week. did. <laughs> I was about a year out of date. I was in a hurry. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I don't have a date for this year's cattle call. Um, the open audition for the Disney Channel it hasn't been announced yet. And apparently it moves around from city to city, so there's no guarantee it's in L.A. this year. Um, but we'll keep watching for it, though. <laughs> But if you want to watch for the open auditions for Disney Channel or even any Disney auditions, Disney on Broadway, um, auditions for either of the parks, um, you want to go to the following websites and keep an eye on them. There's Backstage.com. There's CastingCallHub.com. There's CattleCallAuditions.com. There's AuditionsFinder. Dot com and once again auditions finder um, and auditionsfree.com and film television auditions.com so if that can't give you the heave ho and what for uh, I don't know what will but apparently there are a lot of Disney Channel um, individual movie and um, TV type things right now so anyway and oh there's some Broadway ones too cool so, anyway, that's that's number one. Number two, since I wasn't on the dad show, I actually was catching up on my past shows this weekend. And you guys missed the obvious. You, you sort of mentioned it in vague passing. But the spa at the Grand Californian give dad a massage. That's just creepy. Next. Now, if they, had, can- if they have thermal beds like they do on the ships, like the rainforest room, I'd go for that. Wouldn't that be nice I, if they had a rain room like they do on the ships? Yeah. And or even do a you know, give dad a couple's massage and put your kids in Pinocchios or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying, you missed out on a on a key point of the spa. My husband loves spas. He's also yeah, okay. Um, there's there's a lot of guys who like them Disney. though. Yeah. yeah, you guys were heavy on the drinking and the sports and not yeah, enough on the other. Because we were talking about Dads who, Dads don't, who don't like, like Disney, Disney, but I'm saying there's other things. Okay, and nice. the Bauer Museum. You guys missed the Bauer Museum okay. in Orange County. There you go. Um, anyway, 
Um, and then number three, I wanted to mention for yeah, those of you going two. to D23, uh-huh. since we talked, when we went down Harbor Boulevard last week, we talked about the Clarion Hotel at the at the top of Convention Way. Yes. Well, they still have rooms open for D23 for 109 a night. Not bad. Okay. So they're the che- the cheapest, That's literally right. the right cheapest, there, yeah. and they're literally right there. Yeah. And they're pretty so, decent rooms, so. Yeah. And they're, they go from 109 to 129 a night, and the next hotel picks up, the Cortona picks up at a, uh, 135, and the Best Western Stovall is 140. So that's kind of beaten out most of the prices right now. So anyway, I was I was looking just out of curiosity. Oh, Portofino starts at one forty nine. So there you go. Oh, the Wyndham one twenty nine in Garden Grove, but that's way down the way. That's way down the way. Yeah. So anyway, that's cheap, and it's there's still in other words there's still decent rooms available. I'm actually scheduled to stay at the Wyndham next week Ooh. to review for the show. So I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll keep watching the rates on the Clariana and see. Yeah, I I may actually book the Clarion. Uh, no, I'm talking I don't know about yet. to review for the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since, since we've been well, I may actually book it for D23, so. Oh, okay. So I'll let you know if I do. All right. Any other housekeeping, Michael? I do, yes. yes. For those of you who might be interested in planning, you know, your own Disney-themed party, like a children's party or, or a wedding or something like that, um, there's a couple of books that I came across at Costco that you might find interesting. There's the Ultimate Disney Party Book. It has eight um, fantastic... I'm reading from the cover. Eight fantastic <laughs> Disney themes, over it. 65 recipes and crafts for the perfect party. There actually are a lot of really clever things in here. Um, you know, there's a, a pirate party, and it has everything you need, a Captain Hook party with crafts and games and and um cake and snacks and all of that they uh whatever they have whatever movie i mean the movies that let me just open it they have an aladdin party a disney princess party a toy story party mickey and minnie party monsters inc party wreck it ralph party planes party and a captain hook party they give you the templates for making some of these things and some of them you can adapt if you like there's this really cool, you know, the watermelon carved out with um, the fruit in it. Well, they have it. That's part of the Monsters, Inc. party. But, um, you know, you could adapt that to anything. It doesn't have to be monsters. And then, of course, it gets its own book. Frozen Fever Party Book. This has 22 great ideas for creating your own frozen party. And it's very similar to the other ones. And, um, but it's all basically based on that frozen short that came out a, a while back. But, now, the frozen fever book is only like one quarter the size of the ultimate Disney party book. But because of the power of frozen, they both sell <laughs> for the same price, <laughs> nice. um, of only $11 and 49 cents oh, each. Wow. So that's a pretty good deal. So, um, it, it, so I mean, the Disney, the Disney, um, frozen book even includes how to do your own Disney frozen hairstyles. So, um, so, you know, if these are just sort of fun. So if you're, they, they, I'm sure they have them in other places, but, um, you can go, you know, you might be interested in picking these up. They're normally $20 each. 
Oh, except the frozen one is about $18 each normally. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Any other housekeeping? I have a couple. Go ahead, Major. Um, just conti- the Wednesdays with Walter continuing and uh, winding up. There's two more left. One is highlights from Dateline Disneyland this week. And the last one's going to be Disneyland 10th anniversary show on July 22nd. So keep that in mind if you're in the area to go see those. And a couple of years ago, I had talked about going to, um, it's called Taste of Farmer's Market. And it's the seventh annual taste on July 14th, which is next Tuesday. And if you'd like to go to it, um, the tickets are $40 or $45 at the door. And what it is, is you get a card with a bunch of different businesses that they have at Farmer's Market. And they have all kinds of food out and you go and you taste. Now, I went with my friends and we did not go... We were full, so we got probably a little over half done, maybe two-thirds done. And so we said the next time we do it, what we would do is go walk around first, see all the different food that's available, and then go try the different food instead of loading up our plates and everything. But I think it's a really good experience. A lot of this is are the local eateries. Some of them have come out in the um, food magazines. And, um, and they use look, a lot of them use local produce. So hopefully we'll have a link in the, in our show notes, but it's Farmer's Market Los Angeles and it's the tickets to taste the farmer's market. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other housekeeping? Um, don't forget you can email us at dlpodcast at www.info.com and links to anything we talk about you can find at www.disunplugged.com um, Tony is out again today um, so I so we'll share the news actually I have a couple a couple things and Michael has Michael that, that one's kind of breaking that's that's recent today as of recording can you read that for us sure uh, you know as those of us who grew up with Walt Disney and and learned about his Imagineers you know it's it's sad as we all grow older that we're losing a lot of people that work directly with Walt. And that's right. uh, very sadly happened today. Um, on July 5th at 4.10 a.m., Blaine Gibson passed away. He is best known as a sculptor for Disney, but he actually started out in... Um, as a, at the Walt Disney Studios in 1939, he started out as an in-between artist and assistant animator, and he worked on Fantasia, Bambi, Song of the South, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Sleeping Beauty, and 101 Dalmatians. And but his hobby was sculpting, and so when he in the evening he would sculpt. And in 1954, Walt Disney saw one of Gibson's um, art exhibits and he had a lot of um, animal sculptures in the exhibit and so Walt asked him to come over and work for WED on some special projects for his new theme park which would be Disneyland so for a while um, Blaine Gibson worked both at the Walt Disney Studios as an animator and also for WED which is run as a separate company um, for um, you know for doing sculpting and so some of the things that we know him for was, of course, 
for the 1964-65 World's Fair, he he worked on great moments with Mr. Lincoln and sculpted um, the president. He worked on the figures in the um, Progress Land, you know, which we know is the the primeval world scene in um, on our steam train. He did all the caveman sculptors sculptures that are lost to time. He worked on the Carousel of Progress. Um, figures as well. He also sculpted the pirates in Pirates of the Caribbean, the figures in the Haunted Mansion, and um, the birds in the Enchanted Tiki Room. Also, he sculpted every president in Walt Disney World's Hall of President up to President Bush in 2001. And he worked for the Disney Company for nearly 45 years and retired in 1983. However, it seems like they never truly retire at Disney. He cons- he continued to consult on projects such as The Great Movie Ride in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And he was named a Disney legend in 1993. And he, but in that same year, he created the life-size bronze of Walt and Mickey Mouse standing hand in hand. Um, the statue of, we all know as the partner statue. And that's the central hub in Disneyland and Disney parks all around the world. Also, although it's not on display at Disneyland, at Disney World, you can also see the life-size bronze he created of Roy O. Disney sitting on the bench with Minnie Mouse. And there's a space on that bench because they're waiting for Walt to come and Walt and Mickey to come and join them. So he passed away this morning. One of the last things that he did was he watched 101 Dalmatians with his grandson before yeah. passing. So um, anyway, so, so you know, thank you, Blaine Gibson, for your bringing us the magic, you know, all Definitely. these decades. Wow. Thank you, Michael. All right. Continuing on in the news, um, this is... Boring news, but I'm going to read it anyway. The Walt Disney Company named its longtime treasurer, Christine McCarthy, as the new chief financial officer. Uh, McCarthy succeeds Jay Rusulo, who stepped down as CFO uh, uh, last month, and but he's expected to remain as an advisor. Um, as CFO, McCarthy will be responsible for overseeing investor relations, corporate planning, and corporate real estate among other things, and will report directly to Iger. Uh, Christine has done an incredible job as Disney's treasurer over the past 15 years, and her strong leadership and keen financial acumen make her an ideal chief financial officer, Bob Iger said in a statement. She is highly respected in the finance sector, and in this role she will have even more impact on creating value for Disney shareholders. Um, let's see. McCarthy holds an MBA from UCLA, too many letters, and worked as an executive vice president and CFO of Imperial Bank Corp before joining Disney in 2000. So I don't know anything about her, but we've been kind of following all these, uh, office hopping things. So I thought we would mention it. All right. Last thing in the news, uh, Peter Pan's flight has reopened. Yay. Um, I got to ride it several times. Mary Jo, did you make it over there? Did no, no. Okay, and yep. Nancy, you, did, mm-hmm. you and the girls got uh, got to ride it, right? What are your thoughts? No spoilers. <laughs> I don't know if it was because the girls were being a pain in my took us in line, but or if I went into it 
cranky, but I was underwhelmed. I, I thought there was going to be more changes, truthfully. Okay, now, Michael, answer me this. Yes. Did, did our Peter Pan have actual little buildings on the floor? They That is the scene I was sort of trying to warn you all without saying too much. Yeah, they, I know. They changed the London scene. I really hated it. People, that is the criticism. Even, I hated the London scene. Even... Uh, I, I've talked to a friend who's an Imagineer, and even he says he's very disappointed with what they did. With Why it. did they do that? That I don't know. And I've I've purposely not watched the videos because I want to experience it when we're right, there next exactly. week. That's kind of yeah. how I was about. I that was how I was with all the stuff you guys have been talking about about the sixtieth. I've I've been like, okay, I know I'm going to get there eventually. I just haven't had the time with the kids and all and i just yeah anyway but yeah it's my understanding now it's more outlines rather than actual buildings it is street grids mm -hmm. it's just lights as if but it's not even like looking like lights from a plane hmm. it's you can tell it's it's more tron that's really disappointing. That is. I don't know why they, they felt they had to do something with that scene. How was the lighting in it? Was it was it brightly lit or was it same it was, as always? It was brighter than I hoped it would be. Because I don't want to say the name of the Imagineer, but the but he's the one who's in charge of it. So you can all Google and find out who I'm talking about. Um, he's known for lighting things very brightly um he was responsible for you know the one of the criticisms for the little mermaid attraction at california adventure was how right. brightly lit it was for an under the sea scene so that's why that was one of the first things they did was remember they relit all of that mm -hmm. and repainted it so that it was darker and more believable um even alice in wonderland is a little more brightly lit than it used to be that's the way he does things and so um I'm hearing that's a big criticism, is that Peter Pan is much more brightly lit. Still couldn't get a good picture because it was too dark. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't try. I know. I feared you were handling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's still a beautiful ride, though. I mean... No? Yeah, Yeah. I, I mean, it's still the same ride it was, with that yeah. exception. The, the, was how did the, the the nursery room scene is the one that's getting all the attention? Re, how how did you they react were stuck to that? on the wall? Okay, it you, it wasn't I mean, like go, but you go through it so quickly. It's like and and it's right in front of you behind the sail. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I just I don't know. I just didn't. It was I I liked the shadow of Peter Pan. I wish they would have. Um, maybe made the shadow go from, follow you from one wall to the other, as opposed right. to just popping up. Now, I liked the little splash of Tinkerbell as you went through the window, but then you turned around and were completely disappointed. Hmm. You know, as you, cur as you turned the corner, all of a sudden it was like, oh, look at the Tron floor. Hmm. <laughs> nice. And, it, they well, and they don't, I mean, Big Ben doesn't even have a face on it. Oh, that's bizarre. I don't know why they felt they had to deal with that. To modernize it. Yeah, unless it was just too hard to keep clean. 
Yeah. What about, um, did they do anything with the, you know, semi-audio animatronic figures? Okay, was the sparkling no. sails? There, you know, Tink, Tink, I like the new fiber optics on the sail when they all sail off a- afterwards, mm-hmm. after Wendy doesn't jump the plank. Um, I liked, I liked how, you know, I actually heard the words pixie dust, and then the little sparkle came down. Oh, okay. So I thought that was very nice. Okay, but it's the same figures. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was no mouths moving or anything like that, like in Alice. Okay. So anyway, all right. Um, that's the news. Cool. All right. Uh, time for rapid fires. Let's shake things up and start with Mary Jo. Yay, me. Yay. Um, <laughs> I'm shaking. You're shaking? How about Frozen? (laughs) Over at the Disneyland Resort Hotels now, they have new gift packages um, that include the Frozen thing (laughs) to your... your Of course they do. (laughs) Now, many people groan and stuff, but so many kids still love Frozen. So I think this... Personally, I think this is a great idea. They have uh, Anna and Elsa's Warm Welcome, which starts with the door banner on the door and then once inside a winter wonderland of snowflake confetti and luminaries light the way to an exclusive tote filled with delicious treats that you might think was left by the royal sisters themselves so i think that the luminaries are pretty cool and the tote and everything else that you get with that so check out the other goodies a frozen themed pillowcase anna and elsa vision glasses an exclusive light up lanyard autograph book signed by the sisters and frozen themed memory cards what are Um, vision glasses Yes, they have vision glasses for Elsa and Anna and also for Olaf. Are those like the glasses that make fireworks look funny? Or I'm make everything look what, like snowflakey? Yeah. I'm believing that's what it is because okay. they're that those kind of glasses. Yeah, the 3D um, glasses, but not really? Correct. They're those like okay. cardboard glasses with yeah. the little windows and stuff yeah. that yep. okay. uh, for people who've gone to that attraction at... Christmas time at Hollywood Studios. I forget oh, what it's called. Okay. The Osborne Lights. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's oh, those yeah. kind of glasses that you that you have. So you also get a frozen themed blanket and a plush Olaf. And then they have an Olaf swarm welcome for the boys. And Wait, uh, um, what, what are you going to tell us the prices of these? No. At the end, because price doesn't matter when you're trying to make your children happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh I want to hear the prices. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, who who possessed Mary Jo? Mary Jo, come back to us. Uh, actually, it doesn't have the prices on there, so oh. if, if I can... If, if you can have to it, ask, you can't yes, afford it. Exactly. Well, you know, that's probably true also. But, um... They... they the boys. <laughs> um, for the boys, they have the Olaf package, uh, which is similar to the Anna and Elsa's. And this one, you get the... Um, uh, again, a, a big Olaf uh, plush, and you also get um, Olaf light-up lanyard pillowcase, and you get um, a tote bag to store your treats, etc. And they also have um, these light Olaf lights that stream across to light up the room. So it's really a cute idea, and they have that along with other other items. Um, 
other themes. I'm sorry, not other items, but other themes that they have to give for in if when your child's having that special, or if you want to have a special celebration in your room and you particularly like Frozen, you can do this. If I get the prices before, I will um, let you guys. Know. Okay, I went on this site because I okay. had to know. Anna and Elsa's warm welcome. Okay, what what would you be willing to pay for that? Thirty nine ninety nine. Not off. enough. Uh, Three hundred and seventy four dollars oh. and ninety five cents. So let's say four hundred dollars by the time you're done, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I don't see the Olaf thing here. So um, I'm sure he'll be here soon. But um, wow. anyway. It's it's in stock if you do want it. For, <laughs> I'm for sure it four, is. <laughs> for only four hundred dollars, you get the felt tag, a pillow blanket, pillowcase, um, two of them. Oh, I just found the door for for here. It is Olaf's warm welcome. Take me there. I'm clicking on that. Okay, I kn- I already know that one. It's funny they're only bringing up old um. Anna and Elsa right now, so I guess he's not in there yet. All right. Well, you can is, personalize. Feature. You can personalize the <laughs> snowflake felt tag, the pillowcases, and the frozen blanket, pillow blanket, whatever that is. For a nominal charge, right? <laughs> um, it doesn't say. No, I think that's included. Okay, and they do have an, also have an autograph book, and so. Oh um, well then. For- <laughs> For for you grandparents who um, want to spend four hundred or so on your on your grandchildren, um, in your, addition to taking them to the parks, as as Michael's wife just suggested. Uh huh. Yeah, that's when, when grandma commits <laughs> grandpa to the home. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Yeah, uh, Michael, your wife's in the chat room. Be careful what you say. Um, you can go next, though. <laughs> oh, how funny! She never listens to this show. <laughs> my wife never listens Hi, Carol. <laughs> so so we ha- we have a theme for Lexi. My wife never drinks the coffee I make. Yes. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> there must be nothing on TV tonight. No housewife <laughs> show or something. <laughs> All right, Michael, what you got for us? Okay, well, there's a couple interesting events coming up at the Walt Disney Family Museum. Even more reason why when you visit Disneyland for its 60th anniversary, you should come up north to see the Walt Disney Family Museum. Now, most of us who've been around a while say that the 1967 Tomorrowland was probably the best Tomorrowland. It was one planned by Walt. You know, that's when we got our people mover. We got the um, Monsanto Mighty Microscope. We got America the Beautiful, the, uh, the, um, that, well, it's Astro Orbiter now, but it was the rocket ships got moved and placed up on their perch where they belong. And, um, you know, it was just this, it was the Tomorrowland, the world on the move. And the next exhibit at the Walt Disney Family Museum, beginning July 22nd through December 7th, is an exhibit on this Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland, Walt's Vision for Today. And this is guest curated by Academy Award-winning director, writer, and producer Brad Bird, who worked on The Incredibles, Ratatouille, and 
the film Tomorrowland. So this is going to be a multimedia exhibition showcasing Walt Disney as a technological innovator, science fiction storyteller, and futurologist. And it's going to spotlight his vision of Disneyland's groundbreaking Tomorrowland. So this exhibit's going to tell visitors um, the story of Walt's hopes and visions for the future and how that vision of the future was reflected in his 1967 version of Tomorrowland at Disneyland. So this sounds um, sounds really cool. And as Walt said, tomorrow is a heck of a thing to keep up with. So um, anyway, so definitely go and see that. Another event, um, Mary Jo and I have talked about Charles Phoenix from time to time and Love his... Him. His retro shows. Well, he's doing the what's called the Big Retro Disneyland Slideshow on Saturday, August 22nd. There are several different programs. There's programs at 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. Um, it's $50 for members, $65 for non-members. There's also a special 8 p.m. members-only program and reception. That's $95. So basically... What he does is he celebrates the original Magic Kingdom of the 50s and 60s, and he takes you back through this by through slides that people took of the park at the time. So you can see the early days of Disneyland, see attractions that are long gone, including things like the People Mover and Carousel of Progress. Um, also, you he t- shows you the Monsanto House of the Future, takes you all through it. He also talks about um, some, in this one, he talks about some of the ill-fated Disneyland-inspired theme parks that opened in New York City in, um, in 1960, uh, mainly um, Freedomland USA. And then he looks at some of the, Dis- the Anaheim, um, you know, motor inns and motels. Remember when they had all the big neon signs and all of that? So... He's done these programs before, but he's at the museum, but he's tossing in the um, Freedomland USA one is new. The members only program, you may have seen some of his um, emails he sends out about his test kitchen. And he makes these goofy concoctions. Oh my gosh, yeah. these 4th of July ones are the best. I know. <laughs> I liked his um, breakfast cereal cake. That was really wild. <laughs> And anyway, well, he's going to make Walt's favorite Hormel chili served over Doritos, which were invented at Disneyland. I think we brought that up on a yes. previous mm-hmm. show. He's going to make delicious lemon jello, um, Ooh, a signature cocktail, and other surprises. So tickets for this go on sale um, Monday, July 13th at 10 a.m. Um, for members um, and to the public Tuesday, July 14th at 10 a.m. However, if you really would like to see this but can't get up to the museum, he's also giving a similar program without the test kitchen at the D23 Expo. Yay. So um, anyway, so there are so there's some things to look forward to at the Walt Disney Family Museum. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Nancy? Okay. Well, a big news this week Disneyland has asked its guests for the 60th anniversary day, which we all know is July 17th. Who's all going? Michael. I'll be there. And Carol will be there. Well, guess what? You need to find your best 1955 Disney side. 
And they have asked all guests to remember how wonderfully dressed everyone attending Disneyland's opening day was. And so they have requested to wear your, you know, three pieces, your, you know, dapperest dappers, and get out those big circle skirts and come on down dressed to the nines. Gosh, this sounds familiar. Somebody else should do an event like this twice a year. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, you know, when when we were there this weekend, did we not see a ton of people dappered out? I saw just tons and tons of dappered folks. Well, so keeping that in mind, you only have a few more days left to order your Magic of Mary Blair collection by Pinup Couture at, from pinupgirlclothing.com. They have been selling out of Mary Blair pieces, the umbrella um the umbrella dress and skirt are all sold out. They still have the train border print, um the butterfly print, the lips and roses print, um the mother and child print, which is um, partially small world inspired, um, and the cat print and the roses. Let's see. Oh, the plains prints. So all of those are still available. Um, the plains print skirt starts at eighty eight. Um, the skirts usually run between eighty eight and one hundred and two, and then the dresses run one forty eight. And there are several styles of dress still available. So I am going to be popping down the street, support my local Burbank business, because that's who they are. And these are all made in America, made actually here in the Los Angeles area. So pretty exciting. Anyway, but if you were really fond of that collection, they tweeted out the other day that they just got a brand new shipment of, um, of the commuter skirt. And, uh, and it's selling fast because once this collection's gone, this is a limited collection. There will not be any more. So. Very cool. Thank you, Nancy. I will go last. Um, the West Orange County Regional Chamber of Commerce <laughs> will host their annual Toast of West Orange County event on Thursday, July 16th at the Knott's Berry Farm Hotel from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Taste delicious food from some of the best restaurants, bakeries, and eateries in West Orange County. Admission and tasting cards are $20 for adults and $10 for children 3 to 10. Show your Knott's Berry Farm pass, your season season pass, and receive 10% off. A portion of the profi- proceeds benefit giving children hope. So, what what cities constitute West Orange County besides apparently Buena Park... What what kind of restaurants would we be looking for? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, okay. Um Hopefully fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and waffles. Now I'm tempted because it's I'll I'll be down there on July sixteenth, so I'm tempted. Alright. We have a few minutes left. Nancy, do you want to comment about your first viewing of um Paint the Night or Disney Island Forever? Um, sure. Uh, I was, I was very impressed with Paint the Night. Okay. We watched, Tom and I and the kids watched from right in front of the swan statues by the path to, um, Snow White's um, Grotto. Um, yeah, the path, the hub, the path, the... Bleh, Between the, the path, hub and the path to the grotto. The swan topiaries, you mean? Yeah, yes. the topiaries. Yeah. Yep. 
Yes. So, um, on the way to the Matterhorn. And that was a really nice viewing spot because it was so funny because the girl's first reaction, um, was, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) Tom and I were kind of laughing about it because they were so enthusiastic when they saw the, saw the fairies. Um, I really enjoyed the costumes and how the costumes Mm -hmm. were set up. Uh, lots of creative things. I'm still trying to figure out the effect on Mickey's float with the spinning wheels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because the way they do that and they mesh the lights, it looks like, you know, things are switching sides and stuff like that. So I thought that was wonderfully creative. Um, this was only my second time seeing it, and it I kind of con- confirms what my my suspicion was the last time, the first time I saw it was, it's kind of short. They don't, like, the daytime parade, they will have breaks between floats where they, you know, guests can cross the path and stuff like that. This parade is all compressed together. Yeah. So, I mean, the parade's probably just as long, but without the breaks between the floats, it seems like the parade moves a little bit faster. That's just, could be just my perception, but. Well, you know, it is, it is late enough before the fireworks. I mean, I was kind of surprised it ran that quickly before the fireworks. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of what that said to me is, you know, they're kind of looking at it to zip through, if you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. And then we had an interesting view of the fireworks through a little bit through the trees, but we got to see most of the effects on the castle, got to see most of the fireworks. And then we had an awesome view of the Matterhorn, which was kind of my favorite thing because I because yeah. I hadn't seen that the first time through. So. When when they're when they're pouring honey down the down the Matterhorn, that was my that was my favorite part. That was really I, fun. I, and some of the projections on the castle, the ones that they did simultaneously, like during step in time, I thought the mm-hmm. chimney sweeps were a lot sharper on the Matterhorn. Right. Well, it also depended on if there, if there were fireworks in the sky, then you couldn't see anything on any of the projections on the Matterhorn. So right. Um, so it was just. And then as far as the fireworks went, my, you know, my first response, I turned to you and, and my comment was, oh my gosh, they're so colorful. Mm-hmm. There was so much more color well, they, in these yeah, fireworks. Yeah, they, they, they bought all new shells is what um, yeah. Steve well, Davidson was saying. But the shells weren't just the usual solid color or a color turning into right. another no, color. No. Yeah. They were, it was almost like there were small bits of color at the end of all the bits of color and everything was varied and everything was so bright and it was just really, I found it very, very enjoyable as far as that went. All right. Anybody have anything else before we head out? There is a request for Michael to please do his greeting before (laughs) we sign out. Because, well, in the, because in the live show, they didn't hear it because of a glitch. Okay. Everybody listening. (laughs) (laughs) Hey there, hi there, ho there. All right, I hope they feel oh, better Oh, he's now. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You all have a great week. Um, <laughs> Carol says, oh, brother. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You're getting dissed by your wife right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember... Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.